0: Greetings and welcome to Spiritually Attuned. As this is a podcast to create safe space and healing, we're always going to start off by checking in and tuning in with one another. So with that being said, if you can, close your eyes for just a brief second. If not, focus deeply on your breath as you breathe in and out. You're allowing your body and your spirit to soften. You're telling yourself with that in-breath, I am open to receive. I am inviting. And with that out-breath, we are releasing all that does not serve us in this moment, all that could possibly block us from the gifts that the universe has for us, for the lessons, for the attunements that the universe has. And we're creating that cycle with our in-breath, in our out breath, in and out, allowing your body to soften, allowing yourself to fall into your spirit. And with this last in breath, we hold, and the out breath, we hold. as to say thank you, self, for showing up, thank you for being here, and I receive in this moment.
1: On today's episode, I have my first guest, and we're going to be talking about astrology as a map to understand yourself on a deeper level and ways you can incorporate this knowledge into your spiritual practice. We will also dive a bit deeper to outline the masculine and feminine essences that exist within astrology. There are so many misconceptions when it comes to astrology, and my guest today has not only helped me, but so many of their clients understand the underlying astral aspects that make up this world. With me today, I have my dear friend Brent, that many of you may know as Alchemist Apollo. He has been an astrologer now for six years, and when I say he is a spiritual powerhouse, I mean it. Brent does such a beautiful job of blending all aspects of astrology within his readings and truly creates a space for those with all levels of knowledge. At this point, he can read people from across the room without needing to look at the natal charts. They are just a plus for him. So Brent, thank you for being here with me.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to dive into these different aspects of astrology to look at uh, different ways we can use it practically as well as different ways we can use it spiritually.
1: Yes, beautiful, beautifully said. And honestly, I when I did my natal chart reading with you a year ago, I kid you not, I did not know that it was going to impact me on a level that it, it does. I go back to that reading twice a month. Every new moon, full moon, I get to reflect on something different. It brings a deeper level of understanding of myself and and what I'm feeling and what I'm going through and really gives me confirmation that uh, I'm not crazy. You know, those feelings that we experience, those things that come out of the blue, we're like, why is this impacting me? This is a normal day. I woke up. I went to work. I went to school. What is going on? So it's it's so great to have someone and to know someone that goes that deep into it with you. I've had so many readings before where they give you bits and pieces and they want you to come back and get the rest of it. You really lay everything out so beautifully blunt that it's like you either choose to move forward and you accept this knowledge and you accept these things, or you just continue to to cycle and to spiral down and and not know yourself or bury all of these things underneath so could you tell me a little bit more about how you got into astrology you know just the experience that you've had with your clients over the last six years definitely
2: and I, i like what you said there too because when i do my readings and i'll get into this in a second but when i do my readings it's really important to me that i hold the space for somebody in a way where i'm not entering it with a judgment I'm entering it looking at people from spirit to spirit. And when I'm doing that, I'm not sitting here thinking they have this ideology or they have these beliefs or they have this struggle. But I'm simply looking at the map that's in front of me, yet holding the space to be able to show them something deeper. And that's where we're going to talk about this with the blends of masculine and feminine. But my story with astrology actually begins in quite a funny way, because when I was Uh, still in university, still going to LSU, getting an engineering degree. I actually hated astrology. I thought it was absolutely uh, abhorrent that we would believe that stars out there would have an impact on us. And I was already like obsessed with astronomy. I loved quantum mechanics. I loved to study uh, different astronomical uh, patterns. I would talk about quasars and all this, but I didn't connect the two. I was, I was much more of the reductionist side of this. If, if it's not in an equation, then it doesn't even matter. And that was until my friend Roya, she, uh, we went on a trip to Atlanta and she sat down and she was <laughs> so frustrated with me that I wouldn't uh, look into astrology because she could see my potential. And so she started to read me my sun and my moon sign. And when she did this, I was absolutely blown away because I was so specifically read that I had no way to deny it. And, you know, as a very skeptical person, my introduction to astrology was how can I actually disprove the fact that this was able to read me so accurately, even though it n- knows nothing about me, it was so detached from who I was. And so my journey into astrology was a journey to debunk it, was a journey to uh, re- rebut it and to prove once and for all that it was not a, a realistic thing. And-, and what I realized as I started reading into it was I actually had no idea what I was talking about. I had no idea what astrology was. I had no idea uh, what my conceptions of astrology were. I was basically uh, debunking this idea of what I thought astrology was, but it wasn't the real thing. And so it took me into this path of of really taking a deep dive because it was quite all-consuming. And then since then, I started studying my own natal chart. I got further into planets like Mercury and Mars and Venus, which each and each and of themselves are endlessly fascinating. You could talk about Mars forever. You could talk about Venus forever. And then as, as I just started to read astrology books and I started to get into this, this subject more, I started to reach out and read my friends charts and I would just do this for free. I would just kind of look into someone's chart. And the first time I looked into someone's chart, I saw they had such radically different placements than me. They had completely different placements than me. And I was like, you live like this? This is how you perceive reality differently than me? And, um, and for me, it was something that was, it was so mind-blowing because I just assumed that we all had this innate biological wiring, that we were all roughly just human beings with our biological imperatives, and that it was just that we were here to survive and replicate, which is true to some degree, But there's a deeper level to it, which is the spiritual paradigm that we exist in. And when I saw that other people are here with different missions and different energies and different relationship patterns, different psychology, different uh, basically karma in their lives, it really fascinated me and it gave me an obsession. And so I started to get deeper into this and I started to take on clients. When I started to take on clients, uh, one of the things that I was recognizing was just the ability that I had to help them in a way that was sort of, it was naturally given to me. Like astrology is one of those things where I started studying it and it felt almost as if all of these past lives started coming through to me. And I started to realize like what, uh, you know, the the, the blend from one life to another life really meant. And so working with clients, I've been working with clients. I've been reading for about four to five years, even though I've been studying for about six But um, working with clients has been fantastic because it gives me the ability to go into this sort of unplugged state where I'm not judging them because, like I said at the beginning, I, I thought everybody saw the world like me. So how could I judge somebody when I don't even know truly how they see the world? So for me, it's more of an investigation into somebody's life because I can't speak on somebody else's life, but I can say there are fundamental truths with astrology that are important. And so that's that's where we start to get into like the blend of the masculine and feminine. The masculine is the fact that we have this map. It's a it's a map. It's a structure, and there are certain ways that we can go about it, which we can activate the the light sides of the of the signs and the planets, meaning the sides that are uh, beneficial. And then there's a side that we should look out for, which is the side where we uh, fall into the shadow of those signs. And so for me, it's a journey of navigating between the right way to live you know, even in a Buddhist sense, the right way, the right speak, the right thought and versus the way of falling into, uh, let's say, delusion or degeneracy within the signs, which is maybe more or less the natural way that we would take those signs without awareness of this. So that's been my journey. And it's been something that I truly like, I can't really even put into words because it's something so... Um, ethereal, something so astral that it's 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 difficult to really put into words, which is more of the feminine side of astrology, which is i've just been here to receive the 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 joy of having this connection with infinite awareness and infinite intelligence flowing through me and it's it's been a blessing so does that answer your question
1: yeah, definitely, thank you for sharing that journey with me it's so crazy to me that so many profound speakers and and healers kind of stumble upon on in this way like uh, they're trying to disprove it they're trying to say like let me explain to you why this doesn't work for me like it may work for you you may believe these things but it's it's not my reality and there's so many misconceptions with astrology which is why i'm happy that we're going to tackle that later but i love that the the essence of astrology for you comes so naturally and that you you genuinely, whenever you do get to look into astrology, say, okay, this is actually in my makeup. You know, I'm looking at the map now. This is why I love speaking about it. This is why I love studying it. This is also why I love studying engineering. It really gives you just like that mirror that you can hold up to yourself and say, okay, like these are the things that I've been feeling and experiencing. And I think one of the main things that, um, we we don't realize within this world is when things are not working, it's just because there's no balance within them, right? So if we're taking astrology and we're looking at it only from the factual side, only from the, the masculine essence of it, we're missing a whole other side of it. And, and the, the importance of life and the importance of astrology and this healing journey is to find the blend between the two, allowing the masculine chaos and the feelings and all of those, those aspects of us as human beings to blend with the facts and the knowledge, the things that we know, the things that we can see. Um, so could you dive a little bit into the feminine essence of it, maybe for us, and just explain that role within astrology?
2: Yeah, I can. I can certainly give it a shot. I mean, uh, my my general side of looking at astrology is is way more of the uh, engineering. I like to look at the degrees and the aspects and all this. But there is a feminine side to astrology, which is inherently the nature of astrology. Because the the thing that really blew my mind one time was I was talking with another astrologer, and he said so many people want to define astrology in these very complex ways—the study of how the stars affect us. But he said the the simplest definition of it is that astrology is the study of relationships, meaning it's the relationship between us and a planet, the relationship of us to other people, the relationship of us to energy, the relationship of us to society, the relationship of us to our parents. And when I understood that, I understood more or less the, the feminine side of it, which is that it is the study of how everything is relating to one another. And it shows us that in many cases... Uh, we can look at the world as if we are in this relationship at every time with things. The other thing that I want to point out that I maybe didn't get clear in the introduction here is I didn't know who I was before astrology. Astrology gave me the understanding to say, now I can get to know myself. And that's the, that's the fundamental axiom here of astrology is, do you know yourself? And in the alchemist terms and the hermetic principles, that that is a key fundamental, which is know thyself. And so when we talk about the feminine side of astrology and we look around the world everything is full of chaos. We are we we have chaos with our parents, they don't know what they're doing. We have chaos with society, they don't know what they're doing. We have chaos in our own lives like we have to des- decide what we want to do in life and we can do anything. And they say that to us when we're children, we can do anything. But what does that really mean? It leaves us open to chaos. Now, when it comes to astrology the th- the side that I would imagine is the most feminine side of it is the fact that we're dealing with the realms of frequency and vibration and emotion. And when we talk about the feminine essence, it's about being receptive, receiving this energy, and so so often we can talk about the masculine and projecting and penetrating, but on the feminine side, we are receiving what the planets have for us we are when we are born from our mothers, it is the very first breath that we take that defines our natal chart. That is a a, a very strictly uh, child to mother relationship, and we are born into this womb of this universe where we are impacted by these frequencies. We are impacted by this uh, the world that we live in, where we have a relationship with the planets. And actually, in astrology, it doesn't actually stop at the planets. It actually we have relationships with asteroids. We have relationships with fixed stars that are so far beyond this solar system. In fact, I would even argue that we have relationships with every single galaxy that exists, which we're now discovering with this new James Webb telescope. We've, we, we know that there are hundreds of billions of galaxies, but you know, we don't know how they affect us. And so one of the things that uh, happens in astrology, and I'm just going to kind of go on a rant here. One of the things that happens in astrology is that as we discover a new planet, we actually awaken that inside of our own subconscious mind. Carl Jung would call this the collective unconscious So in the late 1700s, when we discovered Uranus, the planet of electricity, we also discovered electricity. And we also discovered that we don't need rulers. We don't need these kings to tell us how to live our lives. And so we started rebelling. And so as we discover a planet, we discover it in ourselves. But before then, it's the feminine. It's chaos. We don't actually know what it is. It's undiscovered. It's hidden. It's esoteric. And then we discover it and we turn it from the feminine. We receive the information. We receive the download. And then we then we have the ability to do something with it. And so I would say, arguably, before we do anything, we have to understand that we live in a world of chaos and then we can decide what we want to do. When it comes down to the feminine as well, we also have to look at in our own experience, in our own lives, that we have emotions, that we have these psychic energies, that we have the energetics of our bodies. We have the, the world of magic. And astrology really gets to, dive into those things whereas the masculine science doesn't do that it's all logical and magic doesn't exist and emotions are in the way and energetics are you know confusing and so we don't even really like to dive into that and then the other side of the feminine of astrology too is the fact that when we look at the idea of let's say even a woman being pregnant and giving birth She's not necessarily uh, saying, okay, today I'm going to work on building the lungs and and tomorrow I'm going to work on building the heart. And then the next day I'm going to work on building the the left leg and then the right leg. Nature and the feminine is, is a universal intelligence. It's an intelligence that we have just as the way that astrology is dictating how we live and how we're created. And so when it comes down to the feminine, we don't necessarily have to go out of our way to... Uh, to to plan and to be masculine and to do these things and to build this, you know, this, this body in our wombs. It's something that is, it's naturally in flow. And so that's what's important with the feminine side of astrology is that it's more about how do we want to feel? How do we want to create in this world? And it's less about doing it. And it's more of just saying, what relationships do I want to have with the life that I'm living? And so there's a, there's a beautiful side of that. And I would also like to say that we get to connect with this internal goddess self and we can choose how we want to nurture ourselves. We can work on releasing these heart, uh, these harbored emotions like guilt and shame and grief and resentment. And you, you don't do that through thinking your way through that. You do that through feeling your way through that. And the same thing is true with astrology. You don't think your way so much into astrology, which of course you can, but you feel your way through astrology. And that, when I was first learning astrology, was the most important thing that I learned was I have to feel my way into this. And when I'm sitting with a client, I'm listening and I'm feeling. And, you know, this is just a tip for everybody out there. You don't listen with your ears. You listen with your emotions. And so what's so important to understand about that is with astrology, you don't see it with your five senses. You feel it and then you understand it. And that's the feminine side of astrology. Astrology is a feminine science. So <laughs> that that's kind of how I would think about the feminine. But I kind of want to hear your answer, Hope, because I know that you know some astrology as well. But what relationship of the feminine to astrology could you speak on?
1: Yeah, definitely. I want to say first thank you because I feel like I learned so much every single time I like <laughs> listen to you speak. And you call them rants, but it's it's just such powerful knowledge that I feel like you download anytime you begin to speak. So I want to thank you for for all of the aspects that you just added there, but. For the feminine, I feel like it it gives me such confirmation because I've I've existed most of my life, mainly in my feelings. I would definitely call, um, you know, the emotions and the way that I express them chaos. I just recently released a poetry book. And I mean, even looking back at that, I was I'm amazed at how many emotions I felt, how much I was experiencing without the actual knowledge of what was going on in my life, how, how much I didn't know myself, like you said earlier, and I just was happening upon all of these experiencing uh, experiences happening upon all of these lessons. And I think that's what's so beautiful about looking at astrology as a broader scheme because if we choose anything as right or wrong, if we say the men are right or the women are right, we're missing the the entire point of it is that what can we do when we come together? How can we bring these two together? And I think that's such a beautiful thing about it. Whenever you're you're experiencing these emotions and then you have astrology where you can look at it, you can pinpoint the stars, you can pinpoint um, what is, where they're at, but then the feminine essence of it where you're like, okay, these are blending together. I love that you use the relationship to something because it's like um, being outdoors whenever we breathe. We don't know that we're, we're not consciously saying like, I'm going to take oxygen from that tree. I want this leaf today <laughs> you know, to give me my oxygen. It's, it's genuinely just happening. And I think that that is such a beautiful example of the feminine is, is that relationship that's ex- that we could consider chaos when we don't have the framework for it but regardless of if we are aware of it or not, it's happening. And I think that is just such a beautiful um, representation of the feminine essence in and of itself. It's just that it's going to be there regardless they're happening. It's, it's reacting with each other, whether we're present in that or not. Um, but yeah, and I think that, uh, like I said, a lot of my journey has been just that understanding you know I work in reiki I do meditation these are all energy aspects sometimes I don't necessarily know what's going on with someone I don't know their sun sign I don't know their moon but I can tell with with the feelings that they're projecting and what they're experiencing and how they're relating with me what's going on within them and I think that's just such a beautiful um like representation like I said of the feminine but I really think like i said that it's so important to have both sides of this because if we don't have the masculine we're not comparing we're not looking we're not understanding we're not studying we're just experiencing and sometimes that can be the the feminine downfall when there's too much feminine essence it's like we're just doing this because it feels right or it doesn't feel right you know and it gets really chaotic in a negative way so um
0: yeah i'd love to hear a
1: little bit about the the masculine aspects of astrology um, if you have any feedback for what I said, please uh, feel free to to jump in. If I said no, anything, I I, I, I completely flip? agree
2: with you because what you said there, which I thought was so funny, was you said I'm not going to just breathe and then say I'm getting oxygen from that tree and and you know my left foot's now grounding. It's like that's such a masculine perspective to think I have to plan every single aspect here. But it is true that there is no almost no difference between the masculine and feminine in astrology in the sense that. We do a lot of things where we say, I'm gonna breathe now, and then we breathe, but then the feminine is like, I don't know where from. There's a really important idea to understand here. When you breathe in, you're receiving the, the air, you're receiving the energy, you're, you're bringing it in, you're being receptive to it, and when you breathe out, you are giving back, you are, do, you are expelling, and so you are penetrating out. So this is why when people say, oh, everybody's got masculine and feminine. Yeah, of course we do, but everything does our breath has it the way our oxygen in our lungs fill up and and put out the way we you know we listen and then we speak everything is this this polarity between masculine and feminine so sometimes when we get stuck on the idea that masculine is male or you know feminine is is female it, it really di- disrupts the system because we're polarizing ourselves in a way that is like a magnet with two of the same ends together we're, we're repelling it right in, in real polarity it's that these things work and they they polarize each other without even having to try it so I just want to speak on that but when it comes down to uh, the ideas of the masculine in astrology we have to look at this world with the idea that we are seeking to create order and then when we are seeking to create order we say things like I want to get to know myself okay well what's the next step the next step is okay I'm going to pull up my natal chart okay Well, then what am I looking for in my natal chart? Am I just going to allow everything to come at me at once? No, of course not. I want to know what my feelings are like. So I'm going to look at my moon sign. Okay, my moon is at uh, my moon's in Leo and my moon in Leo is at 10 degrees. And, you know, at the 10th degree, these numbers mean this. It's like it's a one when you add them together. Okay, well, what does that mean? And so this is this process of using the mind to penetrate into the chart and to say, yes, the feminine is infinite. The feminine is all abundant. The feminine has all the answers I could possibly need. But what answers do I need? What answers am I looking for? You have to make a decision, a choice. You have to make a, a a point of view of what you're trying to create. And in the masculine sense, we call this a frame. And so astrology can be a frame. But the thing that's important too about the frame is that you aren't, I'll say this very firmly, you are not your natal chart. It is a map of you. And this is where a lot of people will get stuck on the ideas of free will versus determinism or fate, Right. Um, you have complete free will over your natal chart, right? If, if you want to look in your natal chart and say, uh, I don't want to act like this, you don't have to, right? But the problem is that it's still rooted in you. Um, when it comes to free will, and this is important with manifestation too, I just want to speak on this aspect of the, of the masculine within manifestation. You have to know what it is that you desire. You have to know what the conclusion of that manifest, manifestation will look like. And you have to completely get rid of the how, how I will do it and and how it's going to get done. So if you, you know, obviously the easiest one to use is money. So it's like if I want $10,000 by tomorrow and and you sit there and, and you say this, well, the point of view is, OK, I'm looking at the, the end conclusion here and I'm looking at uh, how I or I'm looking at what I want. Well, as soon as we remove the how from that, as in, you know, I'm going to do it this way and this way and this way, we're trying to, it's like the example of trying to create the baby in the womb where we're like, I'm going to make the leg here and this here. That's where we have to trust the feminine. And so there's a, there's a balance between the masculine and the feminine, even when it comes down to understanding our natal chart, we have to trust the feminine to, to be the guidance for us. When you look in your natal chart or when I pull up a natal chart, it speaks to me. And I'm listening and someone asks me a question and then I look into it and it speaks to me and then I speak to it. And so there's this relationship between the masculine and feminineness. The masculine side of astrology that I would say to a a very key definition is there are degrees, there are aspects, there are times, there are transits, there are progressions, there are uh, different sorts of synastries between people. And we can infinitely put some order on top of it. But sometimes what happens is that when we put too much order, then we become stuck into a new framework. We become stuck into a new matrix of this is how things are. So when it comes to the masculine of astrology, it is important to pay attention to how it is that we're creating a, a, a plan, but we also have to be mindful of how much control we're trying to take when we're doing this. It's, it's about, this is why astrology is a feminine science and not a masculine science, because it's about getting clear on who we are, not trying to force the, the sentiment of who we are. And so that's part of what it requires to see through uh, the natal chart in that sense.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. And I, I really appreciate the, the masculine aspects of astrology because they give us a framework. They mm-hmm. give us something to look at and say, this is this is my makeup and these are the, the reasons why I act this way. But I love that you said it doesn't have to define us. It's not who you are, but it's your map. It's your guideline to say where are these, rooted within me, and if I don't want to identify as that, how can I do, how can I figure out a way around that? Because everything, like we said, is balanced, and I love that we've broken down the aspects from feminine to masculine, but within explaining both of them, we have to bring the other in, because it's, these are the reasons why um, this this impacts this, and, and these work together in this way. Um, so I, I really appreciate that that perspective, and there was something that you were saying at the very beginning, about really taking time to study. Like, okay, I want to understand my emotions, so I'm not going to look at the sun sign. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to, to these aspects of it, because this is what I want to understand about myself. The emotions, I'm going to go to the moon. Different things, love, all of these things, I'm going to go to a different planet, a different aspect. So th- there are a lot of misconceptions whenever it comes to astrology. Um, are you able to, like, to speak on those and into to, to give light to why some people are confused? Because I know a lot of people that will say, oh, I'm a Leo, so I'm always going to be like this, and, and that's just me. And it's kind of like you were just saying, like, no, that's the root, that's within you, but is that something you want to identify as? you know How can they work around that to understand it on a, on a deeper level?
2: Well, first of all, there is about a million misconceptions of astrology, and uh, a, a lot of those misconceptions come from the idea that uh, we are definitively the natal chart when it's the map of ourselves. Let's talk about some of the most common misconceptions when it comes down to sun signs. One of the most common misconceptions is that uh, we're we're just the sun sign, and this is also something I want to speak about when I talk about uh, masculine and feminine in astrology. Is that even in astrology there are there are six feminine signs and there are six masculine signs. There are six signs that are introverted and receptive. And then there are six signs that are positive and, and penetrating to the world. The earth and the water are the feminine signs. And then the air and the fire are the masculine signs. And so even throughout the idea of the whole chart, we have both masculine and feminine. And so if you look at your sun sign and you say, this is who I am, I'm a Leo or I'm a Scorpio or I'm a Libra and I'm just this way because of my sun sign, you completely are neglecting and rejecting so many other parts of your life. You are only looking at one tiny part of your life. And so what happens is that we tend to start to identify with just a small narrow bandwidth of who we really are. Now, there's a greater problem inside of this, which I've sort of learned to get over, which is 99% of people are not activating their fullest potential. And this is just a symptom of that. And so the same kind of people who were saying like, you know, I'm arrogant because I'm a Leo or, you know, as a Scorpio, I'm just always hidden and I just I lie all the time. Um we're really using that as an excuse we're using that as a way to excuse ourselves to be lazy excuse ourselves to not know ourselves or to excuse ourselves to do something which is less than our greatest potential and so some of the misconceptions are uh obviously the the main one is that you know i'm just my son sign or here's another one my ex was uh my ex was a Virgo, and uh, I just I can't ever do Virgos again. That was just so aggravating. My ex was a Gemini, and I hate Geminis. What's well, like? How are we going to ever define a sign to a person? We're we're trying to identify a constellation, a, a cosmic energy to one singular individual, to a singular person, and it can't be done. It's it's not something that's possible. Um, you you can't take a sign and, and turn it into a person. So. That's also rooted in the same kind of excuse, the same kind of laziness, the same kind of uh, mental gymnastics, we might even say, to to navigate this world because we want to avoid things that are uncomfortable. But this is what you learn when you start studying astrology is that you can't avoid what's uncomfortable because you're actually going to block yourself off from the wisdom that you need. I actually have this little this little card that I made that I keep in my wallet that says, uh, each and every day, I am open to questioning my deeply held beliefs and applying my understanding. And the reason I have that is because, even for me as an astrologer, I build so many beliefs that I I believe are fundamentally true. But until I actually look at them and question them and and really uh, allow myself to be wrong, I'm just gonna keep that space there. And the truth is, you have to you have to remove some of your deeply held beliefs so that new ones can come in. If you have a closet that's full of clothes and you don't wear half of them, the the moment that you get rid of those half of those clothes, you're going to create a void and nature abhors voids. And that means that you're going to effectively you are going to allow the room for uh, new clothes to come in there. And so the same thing is true with our knowledge and our wisdom. When we when we think that we have everything figured out, we uh, we get to a point where we uh, block off new information from coming in. And so these misconceptions here, uh, they they leave us in a space where we are blocked off from this new information from coming in. Another one that I hear, which is very common when it comes down to the compatibility of you know these judgments and these biases that we have, I hear sometimes on like YouTube videos in the comment sections, people will say astrology is space racism, and it's so funny because I actually look at astrology completely oppositely to the idea of judging and biases because. When I look at someone's chart and I take a whole chart approach and I look at their sun and moon and Mercury and Mars and Venus, I'm actually looking at that so I can best understand how I can help this person see themselves and their fuller potential. And in fact, it helps me to remove some of the biases because when I know more or less what they're like, I'm able to not make these wild assumptions about them, right? It's it's honestly, it's counterintuitive to think, because I know someone more specifically with a map that I'd be I'd be less likely to judge them. But it's true because as we actually truly get to know people and having read clients for, you know, about four or five years and not ever once having a client saying uh, this doesn't relate to me at all. Instead, every single client I've ever had has said this. Is, how did you know that? <laughs> you know, so uh, when I look at a whole chart approach and I see this idea of uh, of judgments and biases, it just doesn't reg- register because. I'm actually paying attention to their little quirks and their uh, the the parts of them. You know, if someone has like a Mercury in Aries, I'm gonna be talking way faster with them and and you know making kind of jokes and being a little bit competitive. Or if somebody has a Mercury in Taurus, I'm gonna slow down a bit and talk more practically and talk more uh, in a way where uh, we can talk about values. Or if someone has a, a Mercury in Leo, I'm gonna say this chart is so amazing, it's beautiful, you know, and to really hype them up. And, and so it's like, as I get to study someone's chart, it's, it's, it's removing the biases. So that's a misconception that, uh, astrology is used for judging people or that we can judge our exes based off of astrology, or that we can judge ourselves based off of our sun sign. It's really that we're not looking at it with a clear perception. And that's something that's always, uh, bothered me about astrology, but I realize as someone who is a professional in astrology, it's my job to clear some of these misconceptions by just providing the fact that there are other ways to look at this rather than just through the lens of social media memes talking about, you know, the the awfulness of Scorpios and Geminis and, you know, the, the two fi- two-sided faces of Libras and things like that. So it's like when we uh, move beyond this kind of paradigm of of groupthink when it comes to astrology and we actually look deeply at who we are our full chart when we look at the fact that other people are totally different than us and other people have totally different lives and then and we look at the idea that it's not a system to judge someone. It's a system to understand someone. That's why it's a feminine science. It's a study of relationships. It's not a study of how I can oppress and dominate and manipulate this person, but that is another thing that can happen, is that you know if you have a very sociopathic or manipulative person, they can use your chart and they can manipulate you, but they can only manipulate you if you don't know yourself, and that's why astrology is important that you study it as your own individual or you have some modality of knowing yourself whether astrology, whether Reiki, whether energy work, whether just writing and journaling, whether just uh, meditation, whatever it may be, there's there should be some modality that you have to truly understand yourself, not in the context of any matrix programming, not in the context of any sort of societal programming or, or these boundaries of my family said I have to be this way or any of that. You have to throw that stuff away because the only way you'll truly get to know yourself is if you're open to really diving into that. So hope uh, those those are like three common misconceptions that I frequently see. What kind of misconceptions do you see from your point of view?
1: Yeah, definitely. A lot of the same ones as well. I think when you were just talking about like you know social media memes about sun signs and i'm this, so I 'm that, I really see a lot of excuses when it comes to astrology, like this is just who I am. It kind of goes to um, like people who go and see a therapist and they get diagnosed with a certain um illness they stick to that that becomes a part of their identity and now it's used as an an excuse to not grow to not understand to not go deeper instead of just saying like this is where i'm at this is where i'm starting how do i move to where i want to be which is that goal setting which is that masculine essence okay this is what's going on here how do i navigate through that we get so caught up in just you know a way to 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 sulk and to to fall into the victim mindset um And it's crazy because as a society that is fighting so much for quote unquote freedom, we're like forcing ourselves deeper into boxes and saying like, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. You know, my age is getting higher, but I'm not going to change. And it just kind of, it just, it really drives me insane. And then there's people that, like you said, they relate their exes to the sign that they had. And instead of saying like, okay, okay. Me and my ex responded like this because our moons are in this, you know, and these two things collide or we didn't have communication in this this way. Um, I feel like it just really gives people a chance to 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 stay where they're at. But um, one of the largest misconceptions that I feel like I see within astrology um, are people who don't understand that there's more to it. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you were saying, a lot of people don't know about the degrees. A lot of people don't know that things are shifting month to month. They don't know that things are happening. They look at their chart, they're given their signs, and they just think that this is it. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast is because I wanted people to understand that there's something so much deeper inside of it. Like you said, there's planets that that, that also impact these things. There's a constant turning within the universe, you know, and we don't, Think to question it. The sun rises every single morning and and sets every single evening. The, the moon comes up whenever it's full. It goes through its phases. So how can we not say that I am a part of this? I think that's just one of the the biggest things that I see is people not understanding that there's more. There's always a deeper layer that you can dive into. Um, we're always growing. If you're still breathing, if there's still breath within your lungs, life for you to live, you can still learn, you can still become, you can still grow. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about astrology is that you can pull up your natal chart and you can see how things are impacting each other. You can see the transitions that are taking place. You can see the relationships that are happening as you go through the different stages of life. Um, so I think that's one of the like main things for me that I really want people to understand. And I think there's just, there's such, um, there's like a psychological Uh, side to astrology that i think people miss when it comes to polarity and and just really going deeper with yourself so is there like are there are there things that maybe you want to add to that or just the psychology of astrology that you want um to to touch on
2: definitely what i want what i want to add is as someone who studied astrology for more than half a decade i know absolutely nothing about astrology i i i know the, the basis, right? But astrology is an infinite subject, which means I know nothing about it. I can tell you all about your natal chart. I can go in depth. I can tell you about your progress charts, your asteroids, your transits, your secondary progressions, all that. Great. Your Vedic chart, your draconic chart. I can tell you about your astrocartography, whatever. I know nothing because the truth is I've only just gotten into it. Every single day that I look at a natal chart, I realize, wow, there is so much more to learn every single client that I work with, I'm like, wow, this is, I see a lot of the same patterns, but these are completely new. And it's like someone was born in 76 and this person's born in 89 and this person's born in 84. And it's like, then there's societal astrology to say that astrology is not complex would be an outright lie. And to say that like learning and and evolving and growing yourself to say that's not complex is an outright lie. It's all complex. But the point is, Are you willing to actually do the work to become the best version of yourself? You have an unlimited amount of potential that you have no idea about. Are you willing to step into that domain and start to discover who you are and why you're here and what you're doing and what your gifts and your talents are for the world and for others around you? Well, that's a complex process and it doesn't have to be. It can be simple, but the simple part is that you say, I have the willpower to decide that I will do this. And so the masculine side of astrology would say, let's, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's, let's figure this out. And so, you know, you have everything at your potential. You have all of this, this, this domain of this universal intelligence at your potential. But if you stop and you say, I can't do that. Uh, my ex was this. Or these misconceptions stopped me from doing this. You are saying, I don't want to be a better person. I don't want to make my life better better. I don't want to know what my potential is. And I want to die at the end of my life saying I did some things, but not everything. And so it's a level of just acceptance. You have to have a sense of urgency in your life. And that's why when it comes to astrology, when I've studied it, I've got a bookshelf full of books here and and I've read every single one of them. And so it's because I've, I've had this urgency to, to know myself. And you could say there's an obsession there, but that's what I think life is about. It's about having an obsession. It's about knowing what you want and, and learning how to get it and, and learning how to work with the universe, not working against it. And so that's part of the psychology of astrology, too, is the the astrology is a framework for your mind for your psychology and when we talk about psychology and if you look at every single aspect of psychology uh, you know Freud talked about he went deep into dreams well we have a 12th house we can look into the dreams of the 12th house Uh, we can look at the the parental side of the 10th house and the 4th house of, of father and mother and so the entire basis of psychology is based in astrology and so that's what we have to understand is that everything that exists is rooted in astrology the bible was written with astrology all psychology doctrines were written in astrology carl jung created this concept called the collective unconscious and there we have it in the 11th and 12th house of our of our charts but when it comes down to uh looking deeper into our lives you can actually look at specific patterns that arise in your life like i i just did a chart reading for a, a lady yesterday for her and her daughter And she was telling me about this generational trauma that has existed where there's been some, um, I don't really want to say the word, uh, some some assault, we'll say, you know, of of an unconscionable kind that runs through her family. And I could see it in her daughter's chart. And it was it was in, you know, she had Chiron in her eighth house, the house of intimacy, the house of uh, of of sexuality, we'll say. And so. You can look in your chart and look at how your life will be set up to have these psychological patterns because that's part of the agreement that you made when you chose your natal chart and you chose your family and you chose this life and you chose this trauma and whether or not you want to take responsibility for it or not is up to you. But if you look in your own natal chart, there are themes and patterns and there's karma and there's life paths and those all set us up to have the psychology Uh, between whether we're going to uh, excel in that or not. Um, I'll just speak one more on these planets. In, In my own fourth house, my house of motherhood, I have Pluto and Scorpio. And so whenever that transit got activated, that was when my brother on my mother's side passed away. So Pluto's planet of death. And so that in my, in my chart prepares me for death, in my family the fourth house the family and so it was something that i got to experience and that sets up my psychology and i could say it was all coincidence and this is happened this way or i could say no this was something that i agreed to happen this and and it's a dark subject to talk about i looked at his natal chart he's got a son in the eighth house the house of death so it's like this aligns in a way where it sets me up to have psychology and it's still in my opinion you could say it's deterministic or it's fate but there's another side of it too which is that we had the free will to decide what we wanted to do in this lifetime. And we still have the free will to decide how we will react versus how we will respond to situations. And so that's the part where you get the psychology of astrology is you get the idea of, How will I choose to move forward from this? How will I choose to live this life? How will I choose to address my childhood trauma? How will I choose to address my future and what I want for my future? How will I choose to determine uh, what I will feel like tomorrow? Well, I have that choice to feel that way. I have the choice to feel uh, neglectful or I have the choice to feel very uh, obsessive about what I want and desire out of this lifetime. But it, it only happens when you know yourself and to know yourself is to really look deep into your own psychology. Now, I do want to talk about this just and then I'll throw the mic back to you, Hope. But one thing that we do with life and in general with astrology, too, is that we tend to idolize other people and other attributes out of other people. And one of the things that we have to be mindful about when it comes to the psychology is you are not being authentic when you're idolizing somebody else's traits and characteristics because you are saying you want to be like them Well, if you look at the natal charts, if you put your natal chart and the person you idolize next to each other, you'll realize they're not the same chart. They're completely different. And so when you idolize people's behaviors or people's patterns or people's uh, characteristics, you're really saying, I choose to not be my greatest self, but I want to be more like their greatest self. And it's so easy with celebrity culture and all these people online and the Internet that we want to idolize them. And I I hear people say that about me sometimes. They're like, "Well, you're so philosophical. I want to be like you. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to be like that. And so uh, the point that I want to make is that with the natal chart, you want to move towards being an authentic version of yourself. And the only way you can do that is to study yourself, to understand yourself and to build a, a map around yourself. And that's the psychology of astrology is who am I? What am I here for? What am I doing? What do I desire to do? What kind of relationships do I desire to have? What kind of sentiments do I want to leave this earth with? What kind of impact do I want to make on this earth? And so that's really the most important part about the psychology of astrology. Is there anything you'd like to speak on? On yeah, that no, I,
1: I first want to thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your experience to give an example of of what it means to to choose in this lifetime and, and, and the understanding that we chose before we came into this life. I know that it sounds crazy to some people because we can't comprehend it, but we also can't comprehend that the the, the way that the earth moves, the way that the sun rotates, the earth rotates. We can't comprehend that with our mind because it's not something that we as humans designed and or, or were meant to understand. We're a part of it. We're a part of something greater. And um, I think it's just
2: do, do you mind if I just do you mind if I speak on that for just a second? This is why it's so complicated to understand that we chose this life. We are in this human experience. in the human experience, we don't even know what's happening in the next ten minutes or tomorrow. But we are not just humans. we are spiritual beings having a human experience. But what does it mean to be a spiritual being? If we move into the higher dimensions of life, the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension, the seventh dimension, the eighth dimension. There are no secrets, there are no mysteries. there is no time, there is no confusion, there is no uh pleasure. there is none of that because in the spirit it is it is all knowingness, just as they describe God, omniscient, omnipresent, and uh all, you know basically he's all powerful he knows everything hes he's got infinite intelligence, but that's the nature in which we bargained this lifetime for from we bargained it from. I knew exactly what's going to happen. I knew the kind of person I was going to be. And it's like, we don't know that now. But here's the other thing that's crazy. We are still spirits in a human body. That's why we can even understand that the stars impact us because we have connection to infinite intelligence. One thing that I do is I, when I do my readings, I actually work with the Akashic Records. And uh, the Akashic Records, you can access them through the Soul Star Chakra it's about 18 inches above your head and you can work with the Lords of the records and you can connect with them. And it's a beautiful experience because they are, it's like they're the librarians at a bookkeeping thing and they can bring you information and knowledge because they're in spirit. They have no secrets. They have no, they have no mystery. And so we come into this lifetime still intact with our spirit, but our human bodies have the amnesia that we forget. And so that's why I say we choose our lives. We chose our parents. We chose this. The The material world is slow and it takes time for form to to manifest, but my thoughts don't take time my visions don't take time it's just form it's just form and that's the the bodily world and if you only live in this 3d matrix paradigm you don't know the understanding that it takes you just have the five senses but the five senses don't express the true nature of this reality we need understanding so that's just what i want to say about that thank you for
1: adding that in there because that was that was what stood out to me you know the most in that in that moment is that each of us have a unique DNA. Each of us have a unique purpose. Each of us came with a, a different soul mission. And I like that you were saying, do not idolize others' behavior. Don't look to them and say, I, I wish I had that. Why don't I have that? You have a completely different experience, different parents, different life. You, You cannot say... Um, that that you you want to and aspire to be that because that's just not your purpose. And then I think that happens so much in our society. We look at the people that we follow on Instagram, and we we want the body like them, we want the voice like them, we want to do it like them. And that that's not our purpose. And then we strive for that out of a, a deeper place of desire. That if we were maybe to go into our chart and say, okay, I'm going to have a desire to be like this, but on the opposite side, I know what my true purpose is. When you really get to know yourself on that level, you're not going to idealize or idolize other people. You're not going to obsess over different attributes that you wish you had, and try to figure out why you don't have them, because that's all mental. That's all existing within the mind. And when you go back to the understanding that we are spiritual beings, having a human experience, nothing that happens and materializes on this this physical plane is of more importance than getting to that point of understanding and existing fully in your purpose. And I think that's one of the powerful things about astrology is it really allows you to know yourself on the deepest level possible. What am I choosing in this life? What am I going to experience? What do I want to to make of that experience? And I think that brings us in closer to our like our last point is being as authentic as you can when it comes to astrology, no using astrology as a map to understand your truest self, but really going to to the point of, of of saying I want to be the best version of myself that I know I can be because I chose this life. I know if I take time to be intentional and I'm aware of what's going on within my life, moment to moment, day to day, year to year, that I'm going to keep getting steps closer to who I'm truly meant to be if that makes sense. And, and I know that the, the masculine essence of it sometimes sets that goal, and then we hyperfixate and we miss the point, but that's why you have to really understand how many different essences exist within astrology, exist within the world, exist within all of the spiritual realms that we can pull on and we can use as tools to to come back to ourselves. So do you want to spend a, a few moments just talking about that authenticity um, that's important
0: to have?
2: Absolutely. And, and I want to make really clear this, this point that uh maybe i I mentioned before but maybe it was not fully understood there's this idea that jordan peterson talks about when it comes to idolizing other people and the idea that he talks about is that it is actually a good thing to look at the people that you most admire and you look at the traits that they're really good at right because some people are very talented in this world they have some great gifts and it's like yeah that's something we should celebrate but what he says is if you take the top five people that you idolize and you take the just that gift that you idolize about them, and you do that with five different people. If you take the the, the sum of all the traits together, and you put that into it's a new person, like a fifth person. He said that you would call that that energy Christ. You would call that your salvation because let's say that you know you, you love freestyling and, and you see this guy on YouTube and he's freestyling so great and you're like, that guy's the man. And it's like, okay, well, you like his style of freestyling. You like this guy who's like a business advocate and, and you like how smart he is. So you take that and you mix all these things into this kind of soup and then you would call that your salvation. So I don't want to get the idea that idolizing people is always wrong and that it's it's not a good idea because we should idolize some good traits. It's, it's just not to obsess about them on a pedestal for being that one person or to be codependent in a relationship in the same sense. When it comes down to authenticity inside of astrology, uh, it's also important to look at astrology not as your number one go-to. You first need to say, this is the person I want to be. And then you go to your natal chart and say, how can I look at this to help support that goal? If you look at your natal chart first, and then you make yourself your, you make a a goal for yourself based on your natal chart, then you're using a tool to define your free will. You're using a tool to define who you are. You want to say, okay, outside of any natal charts, outside of any, any meditations or anything like that, who do I really want to be? Right, like you just feel your way into this. Who do I really want to be? And then you start to define some traits. Okay, what what do I want to do in this lifetime? And you start defining some traits. And then you go and look at your natal chart and say, this would benefit me doing doing it this way. This would benefit me doing it this way. For example, I've got in my eleventh house, I've got Venus and Gemini, so I like to have a podcast where I talk to guests, and I you know have a relationship with the guests that I have on there. And so it's like, okay, I wanted first to be a podcast host. You know, I didn't even necessarily know why. And then I look at my chart and I'm like, okay, well, this is the best way to approach that goal. So it's only ever a map. This is once again, I'm going to repeat this. You are not your your natal chart. okay? when I read for my clients, I don't read them as they're the natal chart. I read them as this is how I can best build the bridge to get from my mind to their mind and to to implant these seeds of growth if you get stuck on the natal chart, you're also not going to be authentic because you're going to be trying to fit into this little box, right? And that's where I think a lot of people have problems with astrology because they say things like, uh, oh, well, I don't, I don't want it to be defined by being a Gemini. I don't want to be defined by being a Cancer. I don't want to be defined by being a Virgo. And it's like, well, you don't have to be, right? But it's like, at least understand that the, the tools that you have at your disposal to, to not fight that, but to work with it. And then this other thing that I wanted to mention was you were just talking about the uh sort of like who you want to be and the goals that you want to set when it comes to the relationship between the masculine and feminine in astrology there has to be a level of trust there has to be a level of faith when you and i was trying to talk about this earlier with the manifesting of the ten thousand dollars tomorrow yes that's my goal now i'm going to trust and have faith that the universe the feminine the goddess will will make this happen you know and when it comes to manifestation you might say I want $10,000 tomorrow and then all of a sudden you've got like one friend over there talking to another friend and they're like separately, separate from you closing some deal on a house and they happen to have an extra $10,000 and you can't, you can't control that. That is all the feminine. That is all the networking outside of your control. Maybe the stock markets, you know, go up one day and then, you know, some fund you know, pays off in your dividends or something like that. And so it's like you can't control the how and and when you're overtly very masculine and you're trying to control every single tiny parameter and micromanaging how you're going to manifest you have no trust in the feminine you have no faith in the feminine you don't you don't believe that this this force can guide you and be nurturing to you and care for you and support you and so when it comes down to even your own life your own natal chart you've got to set these goals and then have this faith that those goals will already happen and so a lot of times we put faith in the idea of like, I want this and we're really saying I don't have this. And so instead we have to say, thank you. Thank you to the feminine for, for already supporting me, for already giving this to me. And so what I would like to say overall is that because we both have masculine and feminine, we have to understand how we each can work with this, how we each can set goals, but also get out of our own way. A lot of times we're not getting into flow. But we're getting out of our own way to return back to the flow that's already happening, right? It's like we're we're getting out of resistance is really what we're doing. We're not getting into flow. We're just releasing the resistance. And so with astrology, it's important that you you just, you know, if you're reading a book, it's just to understand yourself better. It's just to build a bit of a framework for yourself. And if you don't have a framework in life, you will find that life is very hard for you. And, and, And if you have a weak frame, you will find that life will break that frame many times over. And if you're scared of your frame being broken, if you think your beliefs are this like piece of ice that you're standing on over the ocean, it's like this raft, and as soon as somebody pulls a one of those little rafts or uh, uh, boards from underneath you, you're gonna fall in fall into what you're gonna fall into your 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 what your, your your mind you're gonna have to rebuild your foundation well good you should be open to questioning your your deeply held beliefs because you are avoiding going swimming we'll say right you're avoiding something that is like why should we even fear it in the first place if you have beliefs that are not true you better you better let them go because they will ultimately not serve you so that's that's what i'll end with yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) beautiful yeah i love that you you use that example of um starting with what you want and, and what you want to create in this life and then looking at astrology and then going within and saying okay these are the things that I wanna work on then because I want to be this person. This is what I was given, this is what I want. How do I allow these two to blend? Because if you're using just astrology, starting with astrology, saying this is who I am, you're already starting with a weak foundation because you didn't feel that from within yourself. Which is that mm. feminine essence? Like, what do I feel? What do I already know that I experience? How have my relationships been with my my friends, my my intimate partners, my family? What what have I been given so far? And we can we can pay attention to that. We were given memory. We were given our minds for a reason, and our mind can be such a powerful tool when used intentionally. Of course, when we get too caught up in the mind and we get too hyperfixated on anything. Um, there comes the chaos, there comes the, the unblending and the unraveling of, of sorts. But whenever we really take the time to say, okay, I, I, I'm i going to set goals in the masculine essence, I'm going to say what I want, and I'm going to just trust that it's going to happen. A lot of us, um, I know me and you have talked about hope and hope being just like, you know, people wishing and dreaming, and there's nothing, there's no essence to that. Um, I hope like,
2: you have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. And I catch myself saying stuff like that as well, still, um, which is why I've turned a lot of my, my pages into Hope with Intention because there's something beautiful about taking the things that I want and that I know I'm going to have and saying, this is how I'm going to be intentional in these moments, day to day, to know that I'm working toward that goal. If I were to say I want to be a yoga instructor, but I didn't practice yoga, um, in fact, I like just I didn't watch anything, I didn't listen to anything, I didn't tell anyone, how am I going to get to that goal? So it's saying, okay, these are the ways that I want to do it. I don't want to get too, too particular about how I'm going to do it, who I'm going to do it with, where I'm going to do it at, because then you're also breaking the frame. You just have to trust there's something within me that wants to learn yoga I'm going to put myself in spaces that allow that to come up. I'm going to put myself closer to people that are practicing these things, that are knowing these things, that are taking these courses, and see how that propels me forward. Um, but in so many cases in, in our society, we get caught up on the tool. Yoga as my identity, um, meditation as my identity, which is a, not a terrible identity to have, but you know, our sports, our, our lifting weights, all of these things that we identify as, and then us as a spiritual being starts to fall apart because we're only focused on this human makeup of it, which is such a small piece of it. So um, I just, I really love that perspective. I love that we've touched on so many different aspects when it comes to astrology and the fact that, like you said earlier, it's infinite. So there's so much more to it, which is something that I think is beautiful and another reflection of of the world we live in and, and the things that we get to experience, that we choose to experience there's something so beautiful about you really being able to be as intentional as you want with this journey and saying i really want to know myself how deep do i want to go how far do i want to dive what do i want to use as my like reminder my mirror my tools like what do i want to look to whenever i'm feeling a little bit lost is it astrology is it yoga is it the combination of these things like what helps me to continue to be the best version of myself. And that's going to depend on your sun signs, your moon signs, all of these things. But being able to know that gives you a different different understanding of of yourself and the world around you and how you relate to that. Um, Are there anything really quick? I do want to give you, before we end, a chance to share um, all versions of the readings that you do, all aspects of the astrology that you know and that you share with people would you like to to talk about that really quick is there something you want to end with or would you like to just go ahead and jump into to that Uh,
2: absolutely so um, when it comes down to my uh, astrology practice I I do like to do readings with people I like to do uh, both in-person readings at soul roots which is my business and uh, I also like to do uh, one-on-one readings through like pre-recorded videos, which is the one that I did for you that, that you like to reference so often. Um, if somebody wants to book one of those, you can go to alchemistapollocom store. And if you're in Baton Rouge, you can come and see me at Soul Roots. Uh, but ultimately, what I do want to end on is I, I want to, you know, thank you for holding this space with me because it's not often that you actually get to talk so deeply about the masculine and the feminine. Uh, In such a great polarity with each other, right? Instead of it being so opposing, something that comes together that you, you recognize it's just like in breath and out breath. And having these identities around, oh, I'm this as a sign and this as a sign, it can be kind of entrapping. And so we have to remind ourselves constantly, like, what is my identity? How am I defining myself? And The identity is basically just what we're doing over and over and over and over again. That's how we identify ourselves. And so we should identify ourselves as someone who is consistently checking ourselves, consistently educating ourselves, consistently uh, having uh, great connections like we have where we can have like a mentor to mentor relationship. and, And we can say, you're doing this wrong and I'm doing this wrong. And as an astrologer, that's what I that's the space that I hope to provide for people is to be a mentor for them. Uh, and to be one that's objective and one that is also empathetic at the same time, because there doesn't have to be a divide between being masculine or feminine. There's a, there's a beautiful connection between the two, but I do, I do tend to lead a lot more with the masculine side, which is, this is this degree, this is this aspect, this is this relationship. And then I follow that up with a metaphor or an analogy or a resonance or an emotional connection. Uh, But when you understand the framework and then you start to fill that framework with this beautiful energy, then you have a, a, a system for really living a fulfilled life at the end of the day. And anybody who's in front of me and I'm doing a reading for, they're, they're under my wing at that point. And so it's only the people who really truly have the mentality of I want to be better in life. I want to grow. I, I desire to be uh, in my evolution it's only those people that I want to work with, because this is why I have to charge for my services. Otherwise I do astrology for free all the time, constantly. I love it, but I, I charge because I want people to know this is, this is hard work. This is something that's complex and it's not something I'm going to solve your problems with, but it is a tool that I can use as a, a mirror to be a reflection for you. And so, you know, that's, that's overall the goal that I have with astrology. So if you guys do want to book readings, uh, I'm, I'm open to it, but, uh, uh, as of right now, I am I might be a little bit behind because I'm going to uh, Costa Rica, so I'm going to be uh, traveling a little bit. So uh, I'm going to be doing some videography there for a nonprofit called Kids Save the Rainforest, so that's going to be real fun. So I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, Hope, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really uh, have appreciated this conversation. I felt like it's been very uh, fluid, full of uh, good flow that we've had. We've talked a lot about the the differences in masculine and feminine, the misconceptions, the psychology, and ultimately the authenticity of what astrology can offer.
1: Yeah, Beautiful. It was honestly, and it was such a blessing to have you Here and on my podcast as the first guest, but to be able just to, like you said, be so fluid, it it seems like since we've had this relationship where it was like there's something that we can come together and share that it's happened so genuinely um, from this podcast to the one we recorded for your podcast, from lead to gold. It just is it all has flown so smoothly, and I really appreciate that. There was something you were just saying about the readings that you offer where you say you take your clients under your wing, and as someone that's had a reading with you, I genuinely as soon as you said that felt what you meant, Um, I have the recording, but I got to also be with you in person to get that recording. And there was just such a beautiful energy that was present and a light that was coming off of you. You could tell you were passionate about it. You could tell you were knowledgeable and there was just something deeper that was speaking through you that it was so powerful. So y'all, if you can get a reading with him, if you can meet with him in person, give him some time he's making amazing work but reach out to him go ahead and set something up get a get a plan together because since this since a year ago when i a little over a year ago i think when i got the reading with with you it it has completely opened my mind in a different way it gives that that mirror that reflection that is so necessary but it also allows me to shape and to mold it and to say okay these are maybe the the shadow sides of myself that i'm still working on but i wouldn't have these shadows i wouldn't have my light side without the shadow so it's just such a beautiful thing and i really appreciate the way that you bring those together and the and the love and the intention that you give in your readings i'm so grateful for you so if you can all of his links will be below Please check out the website, his podcast, all of the offerings he's had. Um, If you are in Baton Rouge, please check out Soul Roots and just send love. If you can just stop in and say, hey, and say, hey, I heard your podcast and I enjoyed it. You know, whatever you can do. It will be
2: amazing. If you do that, I'll I'll, uh, give you a hug.
1: (laughs) Oh, you need a a hug from him, I'm telling you. So, again, we're going to end here, but I really appreciate you coming um, today. And thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share with your friends tag us, um, maybe even just send a review if you'd like and tell us what stood out to you. Um, If you have any questions, also, my emails are open. If you have something for me that you want to ask Brent, um, just let me know, and we'll get back to
2: you. By by the way, if if you've listened this far to the podcast, we're ending here, but leave Hope a five-star review on her Spotify page. I I just noticed the other day that you didn't have any, and I was like, no, 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 this is a five-star podcast, so if you're listening, leave her a five-star review on her her Spotify podcast and follow her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that, and turn on your (laughs) your notifications so you know whenever we're posting things, all of those things, same to him. this podcast is amazing Uh, not don't do not just go and listen to the the episode we recorded together but please go and listen to all of the information podcast is something that people do from the the purity of their hearts and it's just because they know that there's something within them that the world needs to hear and so it's they're doing it for absolutely free um, just to share the knowledge so please show your appreciation in the ways you know you can we know what we need to do to get the word out there so do that if you can Thank y'all so much. I appreciate you. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. For now, um, just stay tuned to what we have coming forward. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you that do not know me, my name is Hope. If you'd like to interact with me a little more, follow me on Instagram at hope underscore with underscore intention. Um, You can get my website link through my page and see a little bit more of what I'm going to be offering soon there as well. Um, I wish to connect with each and every one of you. Again, please share your experience with me and what you're learning from this. Soon we'll have workshops and classes available as well. I appreciate all of your support. Truly, truly is a blessing to be able to share this and to be stepping into my voice in this way. So all I want to do is to encourage everyone to step into theirs in their own unique way as well. I'm sending you peace and love.